Hello everyone, welcome to the Wire Bank Sucks podcast. My name is James, the Notorious Banker, and I'm here to tell you why your bank does in fact suck very much. As of right now, 2,315 amazing followers at Bank Better Guy. Guys, thank you so very much for um, your support. I really do appreciate it. Um, it feels good updating this number every single podcast. I think there was only one time where the number went down, and it was it was a bad week. It was like a holiday week. And I think people were just tired of me, and they were just tired of Twitter, so they went on an unfollowing spree. But of course, that number has grown so much in the last year. Went to Vegas for my 36th birthday last April at 402 members, followers, and I am now at 2315, and it's all organic. It's a, it's a rarity that people just randomly find me and say, oh, hey, this page. No, all 2,300 have been interacted with in some in some form or fashion. Every single one of them has been replied to or talked to on Twitter before they said, hey, you know what? This James the Notorious Banker is a, a righteous dude, so follow. So, guys, thank you so very much for that. It means a lot. We're on the path to 2,500, then 3,000, then the world once the book comes out. So I'm really, really excited about it. Um... I gotta admit, I wanted to do this podcast all day because it's going to be the conclusion of a very exciting day for me. Um, you know, yours truly, the notorious banker, has um, rescued four small businesses um, getting PPP loans for these businesses um, through the gauntlet, through the hurdles, and all the bullshit that Bank of America puts them through. Now, um, the first part of this podcast is going to be a discussion about what I believe is going on with Bank of America and their PPP loans. Um, but single-handedly, and you know, there's a lot of times where I pat myself on the back, and it's warranted, to be honest with you, because I work really hard at what I do. And I always pat myself um, on the back at work at the branch, because um, you know, when you say, hey, you know, I got eight accounts open today. Ah, oh, James, the goal was ten. You know, you could really do better next time. I'm like... I got eight accounts in a six-hour day. Give me a break, okay? So I would go home feeling satisfied, knowing that no one else apparently was satisfied, and that's how I got through 13 years of working at the bank. Um, I pat myself on the back because I worked really hard this week, and it's not so much just the contacts that I do. It's not so much the letters that I write. It's not so much the tweets that I do for these people. You know, I give them hope. One of the things that's missing at Bank of America, and and I said it while I was there, and I'm saying it now, you know, while I'm gone, is bankers are supposed to make you feel good about yourself. Bankers are supposed to get you to your goals, not tell you why they can't help you. You know, one of the one of the things that I was you know taught at Bank of America was never to say no, we can't. Okay, and and that's important, you know. But sometimes you need to hear no. You know, I don't have kids, but I have 10 nieces and nephews, and I know sometimes you just got to tell them no, because if you tell them yes for every single thing, then they become spoiled. I was a spoiled child. I know this to be a fact, okay? So sometimes you got to, you know, set set ground rules and say, hey, no, we can't do it. And, and of course, you don't want a banker to say, no, we're not going to help you. But this is Bank of America weak speak, and it actually leads to a lot more people getting hurt, okay? I would rather hear a no from a banker. And rather just have a total asshole, you know, for a banker than have this Bank of America scripting. And, you know, there's some people who are from Bank of America who listen to this that secretly hate Bank of America. So hello out there, whoever you are. Um, so you'll know what I'm getting at whenever I say this. Well, Mr. Johnson, unfortunately, we can't help you with that PPP loan. But here's what I can do for you. Oh, I hate that shit. I hate it so much. It's like, 
you know, no, no, we're, we're not going to do it. But here's what I can do. And the here's what I can do is always a bunch of crap. It's always just worthless. I, I can help you with this. And if you don't want to take it or leave it, I'm not going to help you. But it's that, that weak, I, you know, I, I can't do it, but I'm going to help you do this. That, that's not empowerment. That's basically just, you know, talking to a baby to make sure the baby doesn't cry. And um, I hate the way that they treat their customers with that. I never did that to my customers. I was trained to do that. I started doing it for a while, and then I realized I wasn't good at it. So, you know, you can tell in my voice. You know, a lot of people say that I'm confident. I'm really not. You know, behind a microphone I am. In person, it was always a struggle because I'm just a naturally shy person. But I learned whenever I stopped talking with that little baby, I can't do it, but here's what I can do. I just said, you know what? The bank is not wanting to help. I don't know why. I, I hate that they don't want to help. But I'm going to figure something out for you. Um, you know me. I've been working here for a long time. I'm going to reach out to some of my contacts. I'll reach out to other banks if I have to. But I want to get you the help that you deserve. I mean, doesn't that sound genuine? That's not a lie. That's, that's, that's the way that I talk. That's who I am and what I do. And this, you know, PPP loan stuff that happened this um, this whole month has just been crazy. You know, Bank of America posts these videos. And what's crazy is I'm doing YouTube videos now and I'm posting these videos, these role play scenarios and just news of the day and whatnot. And, you know, it, it's, it's a work in progress. I'm growing it. I'm not good with video and I'm not good at promoting video just yet. I'll get there. You know, I have 50, 60 views on these things. But then I went to Bank of America's page and they only have like 600 views. I'm like, dude, Bank of America is a $250 billion company. I'm just one guy with one crap computer and one microphone that I bought on eBay for like nine dollars okay I I'm not anything fancy Bank of America is and I have you know when you scale it out I have technically more viewers on average than than they do and I don't like talking numbers like that but it's just a fact okay but what I was getting at is they have so many videos and they're professionally done about, you know, questions about the Paycheck Protection Program. And, you know, they're basically on these videos, they're passing the buck. They're saying, oh, the SBA handles it, go to SBA.gov, go to this, you know, frequently asked questions and all this stuff. And it's just junk. It's absolute junk. It's not real help. It's, uh, yeah, you may want to go talk to them because we can't help you. Why did you put, you know, yourself in the front of those things saying, hey, we're going to help our customers? You you choose not to be a part of it because you say, hey, well, it's their bag and I'm going to let them handle it. No, you know what? This is what happens whenever you're a bank customer. The person, if it's James, the notorious banker, that is your banker at Bank of America, then guess what happens? That person is Bank of America, the SBA, PPP loan, all rolled into one. That person represents everything that that person needs. They don't know, hey, that's not my department, or hey, I need to call this person. They don't care. They came to you because they needed help. You know, you, you don't go to a cop and say, hey, you know, you know, there's there's a fire here. Well, I'm not a fireman, ma'am. I mean, no, the cop's duty is to protect and serve. Yeah, you call the fireman and say, hey, put the fire out. But the cop is going to, of course, try to save you. You know, at least hopefully that I think that he will. And um, Bank of America is not doing that for their customers. They're leaving them out in, in a lurch. And it's just wrong. It's wrong because there's so much to it. And I, I really feel this podcast getting longer the more that I talk. Um, but there's so many things that a lot of people don't realize. I want to get to one of them, and then I'll take a brief break, and then we'll get to the second part of it, because it's going to be more of a um, an homage to the people that I've helped and their businesses and the hope that I am bringing to small business owners with hard work and dedication, guys. So I was just looking on 
Twitter because I saw something a few days ago, and you can probably hear me clicking my mouse to look for it. And there's a gentleman by the name of Wilford Frost. He's a CNBC anchor, uh, Paradigm Productions managing director. He's the one that um, basically who listened to all of our complaints about PPP in the beginning of April whenever um, people who were um, not able to apply because they didn't have a lending relationship with B of A. He was the one to, you know, basically talk about it on air after he saw us, me, and hundreds of other people on Twitter talking about it. And within three hours, you know, he talked to Brian Moynihan, and Brian Moynihan on TV said, we're not going to make that as part of the requirement anymore. One of the biggest victories I think I've ever had, and I'm really proud of that moment and thankful for it. But he posted something on May 4th, my grandmother's 80th birthday, on Monday, and he says on the tweet, and he uses the stock symbols for it because, of course, Twitter characters. He says, Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase have both now joined Citibank and Wells Fargo in committing to not earning a profit from PPP program. Each bank, in their own way, says they will divert net proceeds to nonprofits they work with, including causes focused on small business. <laughs> I, I saw that, and this is a true story. I saw this on Monday morning. And I said, they're they're not earning a profit. They're committed to doing that. It's like, what the hell is in it for them? And I thought about it the exact same way I think about the way that they do their charity. And you know me. I am anti, hey, let's pose in front of a big, humongous check and show how awesome we are. You know, charitable donations should be maybe a press release. They take selfies with people. Like if it's a you know an orphanage, they round up like three orphans and they take a picture with this giant check. It's stupid and it's ex exploitative. Try to say that five times fast. I don't like that. You know, give money if you want, but why do you need all the clout? What what's in it for you? You know, I I was a social media whore for a long time. Trust me, I love taking selfies. I'm a gym rat. I love flexing for the camera, but. After like the hundredth time I've done that, that's just for me. That's not for you. And that's what Bank of America does. It's for them. So whenever they say that they're not, they're not earning profit from PPP program, you know, you got to realize a couple of things. One, they're already going to make billions. Maybe not as much this, this year because of coronavirus, but they're already making billions and they have sweetheart things that are happening with, um, you know, all the stuff that Congress passed. And it's, it's too deep to get into and I don't want to get into it because it doesn't matter but they're fine if they weren't fine they wouldn't say hey we're not gonna earn a profit so they say that they're gonna divert net proceeds to nonprofits. and I've seen it today Bank of America announced that they gave two hundred and thirty thousand dollars to charities in my area and I saw a couple of more where they're donating five hundred thousand to some hospital and everything and that's good good for them but who posted? Bank of America does. And who posts pictures of the checks? And who posts pictures of smiley people in you know, business suits with their Bank of America name tags? Bank of America does. So this is what I thought on May the 4th when I saw this news from Wilford Frost when he said that Bank of America is not turning a profit. I'm like, that's going to be their excuse for blowing people off with this loan. I, I swear to God I thought this. So hear me out here, okay? So if you're in it to earn a profit... Would you treat your customers like crap the way that a lot of the people that I've helped have been treated like crap? Absolutely not. You're pushing for more, more, more. That's a true salesperson. You you got 100% of your goal? Good. Hit 120. You got 120? Let's hit 130. Come on. There's more money for all of us if you keep on pushing. You know, I know you're tired. I know it's late. But you know what? Get this last loan done and your bonus is going to look that much better. That's how we were trained to, to act at Bank of America. 
So whenever they said, hey, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to earn any profit off of this, I immediately thought, well, that's when you kind of autopiloted at that point. Because if there's nothing in it for the bank, and these average, you know, PPP loans come in $10,000, $11,000, maybe. $20,000 is a lot of money for me and a lot of money for you. But it's not a lot of money for Bank of America. So they're like, eh, do we want to waste our time helping this little $20,000 loan, $30,000? Eh, I don't want to do it. When you start talking six figures, they'll want to do it. So I saw a lot of people and a lot of people who listen to this who have gone through PPP will realize what happened. Bank of America lowballed them. So they requested 100000 and all of a sudden Bank of America came back with, oh, well, we approved you for ten. One tenth of what you wanted, and people go, Whoa, there must be some mistake, there must be a glitch in SBA's computer. No, the lender is the one who approves the amount, not SBA. So, the lender, Bank of America, said, Hey, well, how can we get these people to leave us alone? Yeah, let's not give them what they want. So, they, they offer you 10%, a total low ball screw job offer, and they want you to get offended. They want you to say, Screw you, I'm leaving. Yeah, people don't realize they want you to leave. Okay, so all of a sudden, they offer 10%. You say no, and they say, well, we tried. And and all of a sudden, guess what? No, no PPP loan and no profit. Oh, wait, they weren't going to get a profit, right? It was all going to go to charity. You stop working that hard when it's not for you, okay? That's that's American selfishness right there. That's just life. And all of a, all of a sudden... You know, they say, well, we're not going to help you or, you know, please submit your documents again. It's been 30 days. Well, you know, let's you know, send them again. And then they put it on you whenever you sent them 30 days ago and you never got a call. You never got an email about what happened. It's It was all on purpose, guys. I've said this before on a podcast, you know, auto loans, um, I'm familiar with them. I used to be the guy who put the little paper sheet in the display saying what the auto loan rate was for today. And it would say, like, auto loan rate as low as 2.74%. And then you see all the fine print. It's like minimum $20,000 vehicle, 20% down, perfect credit, blah, 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 blah. All the crap that they don't want you to see is on the bottom. And you can't read it because I can't read it. So whenever they see the big 2.74% number, they go to James saying, hey, I want a car. I want to get a car. That's a great rate. And then they go find their car. They say, hey, James, here's the VIN number. Here's all the information that the dealership gave me. Let's get this done. So I input this person's information. And maybe they have an 800 credit score. You know, and they get approved. And the thing with Bank of America's auto loan approval is you have to print out some sheet saying that they're approved. And um, usually they say, well, we'll call within 24 hours. They always called right away, which was kind of cool. Until I figured out what they were doing. So they would call whenever this person would get approved. And let's just say the car was for $15,000. Okay. It wasn't twenty, like it said on the fine print. And then they say, oh, hey, Mr. Johnson. um, We got your loan approved here. And we can start you out at a 60-month rate of 5.74. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Why didn't I get 2.74? I have an 800 credit score. Well, you mentioned you were only going to put 500 down. And the, the the car is actually not um, a high price. Uh, typically, to get that rate, you need to get a car that's about 20000 or more. And uh, various factors went into the decision to offer you a 5.74%. Um, let me plug in some numbers. Give me one second. And then you hear typing. And I say, you know, we can get you at a 2.74% if we do 36 months. Um, but you'll have to finance 11000 of it, which means you had to put $4,000 down. To get that rate. So basically you're buying your rate down. 
And then I can't tell you how many times here. F this shit. Hell with you guys. James is ridiculous. Hang up with them. Hang up with them. This is ridiculous. I've banked here for 30 years and you guys can't get me a 2.74% rate. I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm closing my bank accounts tomorrow. So basically, Bank of America did something very interesting there. They're like, eh, we don't want to waste our time with these little bullshit $11,000, $15,000 loans. So um, let's inflate the interest rate. Let's quote him an interest rate that we know he's going to say no to. But then let's offer the, hey, yeah, you can get the rate that's posted on the board. Um, you just have to pay it down. You have to pay 4000 up front. Two things. One, that makes, makes it less risk-averse for the bank, that they don't possibly have a chance of losing money on the deal. Plus, it gives them a little, you know, kind of bonus, quote-unquote, to not have to worry about this big overextended loan for six years or whatever. And secondly, it gets the people that they don't want out of there. You know, a lot of times, I didn't get credit for these auto loans. I just got credit for the application, and that wasn't anything towards my goal. But what Bank of America would do is they would just have these horrible calls of people saying, yeah, you got to put 25% down. And they weren't in a position. That's why they were financing the car. And they're like, hey, can I put, I see zero down on the commercials. Why can't I put zero down? Well, because it doesn't work that way. we got to put at least 5% and we recommend 20. They recommend 20s because they don't want to be overextended on that loan. So they put it on you. And then if they say, well, well, you don't agree to the terms of 25% down to get that right. Well, I'm sorry, um, Mr. Johnson, there's nothing we can do. And then they have the the guts to say, well, I mean, we offered him 2.74%. He had to put a little down, but uh, that, that's what happened with PPP. Someone requested a big amount. Bank of America put it to a low amount to where it's like, a, well, do we really want to have to deal with this person with this piddling amount of money for a long time? No, they weren't asking for a million dollars, and it doesn't look like they have a uh, million dollars available to borrow anyway. So let's just let's just offer them 10000 Let's offer them 10%. 20% of what they actually wanted, and they're going to be offended. And they got offended. Oh, boy, did they get offended. And you see Twitter blowing up with, a, hey, Bank of America made a mistake, and no one wants to talk to me. The amount that I asked for is not on there. It's way less, and I'm not going to be able to pay my employees. I'm going to have to permanently lay them off. They're going to have to fire my employees. I'm going to have to close down my business. And that's when I got into this PPP stuff. And I said, you know, I got to do something about it. I didn't know much about business loans at Bank of America because that wasn't my, my genre. That wasn't my department. But I knew enough about the process and how these people pick and choose who they want to help with business loans that I knew that it was going to be the same crap. I knew that it was going to be the same crap. So, you know, I started helping people and... You know, I just said, you know, I'm just going to help people escalate it. I'm just going to have them talk to someone of higher authority and literally bitch them out, complain, 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 because that's really the only way you get noticed sometimes. Complaining on Twitter is one thing, but complaining to someone when you have their phone number or email address is another thing. And I've worked really hard in the last uh, week and a half to earn the trust of, um, and there's four of them right now. There's four small businesses across the country that I've impacted that have got either lowballed on an offer or they got totally screwed in terms of the time frame. They got totally screwed in terms of, uh, you know, oh, it's been 28 days and I haven't heard anything back. Don't they cancel it at 30? Or the, hey, you know, we asked for this much and they only wanted to give us that much. What's going on? I help those people, I help them get a conversation. And um, I've been blessed. I don't. I don't use that word often. I've been blessed to basically succeed in getting four small businesses their PPP loans 
through hard work, vigilante customer service, and honestly, attitude. Honestly, I had to, I had to feel mean uh, towards Bank of America for this one because I know that they were about to put some of these places out of business, and not everyone listens to me when I reach out to them saying, "Hey, I can help." But four people did, and these four people got their loans. And these four people have a great um, head start once everything reopens and gets back to normal to having a successful business still. Um, after all the BS that they went through with Bank of America after a global pandemic, they have the opportunity to say that, hey, you know what? We're going to give this the old college try. We're going to have a second shot at it. And we're going to make sure that we get this done. And all I can say is thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to help you. And I wanted to name those small businesses here. Um, we got Mel, who has White Spider in Portland, Oregon. We have Lisa, who runs the main academy of gymnastics in the great state of Maine. We also have Isabel O'Neill Bridal in Tampa, Florida. Got her PPP loan um, today, actually, after a lot of pushing. And um, the pictures of the, the girls in the bridal dresses are gorgeous. I'm just going to say that as a heterosexual male. Um, these are pretty good pictures. And um, the fourth one I'm working on currently right now, Bunny and Pirates in Cortez, Florida. Um, these people have been so gracious and so um, thankful for the help that I've given them. I've worked hard at giving them an opportunity. And they haven't got their PPP loan yet, but I gave them a good chance to get it and get things done. Um, effective right now which is May the 7th and I'm gonna work like hell to make sure that they get this loan or at least get some sort of closure from it that way they can continue on with their awesome looking business they have a really good setup they have a coffee bar they have kind of like a beer garden going on um, music happy hour open mic I mean this is the kind of stuff that's cool they have like a little convenience story type thing as well where you can get your beer and stuff um, that's America. American businesses, White Spider, Maine Academy of Gymnastics, you know, Airbnb stuff. Then you have people learning how to do cartwheels. And then you got people who want to get married. I just saw a story about people getting married and how the average wedding is twenty to $30,000 in the El Paso area. And then you got this Bunny and Pirates Bazaar. And you got this amazing place where you can have a drink hang out with friends, listen to music. I mean, that's America right there. Guys, it's, it's many corners of the country. There's two people in Florida, one in Maine, and one in Oregon. And three of those people have got their PPP loans. And the fourth one is close to getting getting there. And stay tuned for that. I'll give you more information on the next podcast. But, guys, I you know Vigilante Customer Service is still calculating how much I've... Um, been able to get for these people with PPP loans because I will add that to the tally of vigilante customer service. We were at $680,000 before the PPP loans. We're going to be close to a million dollars in money rescued on behalf of customers from Bank of America, whether it's check holds, whether it's fees, whether it's claims that were reversed or now PPP loans. We've um, single-handedly, I've single-handedly um, possibly saved some jobs. I know that I've basically giving people a second chance after it felt hopeless with Bank of America. And like I said, you know, it's okay to say, hey, James, you did a good job telling myself that because I know the end result of this. 
I opened up so many business accounts for um, small businesses over the years at Bank of America, only to see them close down because why? No support. They couldn't get a credit card at Bank of America. They couldn't get approved for the merchant services, the credit card systems of Bank of America. Bank of America just hung them out to dry and gave them no options to survive as a business. This was one of them. When, Like I said, when Bank of America said, hey, we're not earning a profit on the PPP loans and we're donating it to charity, that's the switch that says, hey, we're not going to give a shit anymore. We're going to get the ones through that are easy. We're not going to really care about the ones that get hard, and we'll find a way to get rid of them, and that's lowballing them on what they wanted in terms of the loan. That's the way they do it with auto loans, guys. I only got seven auto loans in 13 years because I've seen this happen before, and now America's seeing it on a grander scale. So congratulations, Bank of America. You've now shown your true colors um, in many facets, the, the mortgage industry, small businesses now, auto loans before, I mean, this is what's really happening, and I, I got to tell you, it feels damn amazing to know that I gave people a chance, that I was able to listen the way that you taught me how to listen, Bank of America. I was able to address the problem, find a solution, and it worked. I'd like to see you try that, Bank of America. You wouldn't try it, because you didn't even give these people a chance. Well, I worked hard, and I did. Hallelujah, PPP loans are going to three amazing people, and a fourth on the way. The notorious banker and vigilante customer service are no joke, guys. I work my ass off for you guys. I work hard to make sure that you get an opportunity. And I use this word with um, the Bunny and Pirates people. I said, you know what? An audience. Sometimes you just need one person, the right person, to listen to your complaint, to listen to your frustration, and things go somewhere. Whenever you're literally just yelling into the wind, no one listens to you. And here's one of the things that was interesting. There was this news story in Tampa, ironically enough, one of the places where I was talking about with um, getting a PPP loan, and it was on WFLA Channel 8 News in Tampa. And the headline was, Frustrated Small Business Owner Sits in Tampa Bank of America Lobby for Six Hours to Resolve Issue. I saw that while searching for Bank of America stuff on Twitter yesterday. I didn't need to click on it. I knew it was about the freaking PPP loan. And I, I, it was. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it really fast. It says, Aid on your side is hearing about more Bank of America troubles for small business owners in the Tampa Bay area, this time from a woman who says she had to take extreme measures to get something done. And her story is similar to the dozens of stories we've heard of small business owners having trouble communicating to Bank of America. She had to resort to a good old-fashioned sit-in. Kathy Monroe runs a clinic for truck drivers since the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, began her small business of two employees that suffered. My business was impacted immediately, dropped 90% overnight. Looking, rele looking for relief for the PPP program, she applied on April 6th of Bank of America. Wanting to correct her application, she said she tried contacting customer service for four weeks. True, they couldn't get through. You were hung up on whenever you would call. I was unable to even receive a phone call from anyone at Bank of America, said Monroe. And then mentioned she um, went to another bank where she was quickly approved. And the SBA rejected the loan since Bank of America had submitted the original application. So Bank of America was lazy asses. They let the application get submitted. She said, screw this, I'm going to somewhere else because I need to get this loan from my employees. And then SBA rejected it saying, hey, you already applied to Bank of America. Go talk to them. Good luck. Four weeks and she couldn't get any contact. Ridiculous. And then Bank of America did this to her. They reduced the amount that I applied for, and they submitted it to the SBA without reviewing it. They changed the terms on her loan. 
thousands of dollars less than what she needed and qualified for. She found out she qualified for more. She made an appointment to cancel the loan at her Bank of America branch where she was told to go home. Uh, Ma'am, we're unable to do it here. Um, you're going to have to call. I've called already. Ma'am, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. I've seen managers do that. I've seen managers blow customers off like that. You know what you do whenever you have a customer who's not willing to leave? You don't force them out and threaten them to threaten to call the cops on them or whatever. You call your manager and say, hey, you know what? This person needs help. This person needs assistance, and I can't help them, obviously, so can you give me someone who can? Because she's saying that no one's contacting her, and she's insistent on talking to someone. That's what a real person does, a real adult, a real human being. But no one did that for her. So she sat in there for six effing hours, six hours, refusing to leave. And, I mean, you can't make her leave. She's not doing anything. She's not trespassing or whatever. So here's the thing that pissed me off the most, okay? And then I'm going to start to try to wrap it up here because I've already went 30 minutes on PPP loans after I just wanted to acknowledge the four businesses I've helped. Um, Eight on your side contacted Bank of America, who told us the only way to contact someone at the bank was sending an email to PPP underscore help at B of A dot com. You got to be shitting me. You, you got to be kidding me, man. PPP underscore help at B of A dot com. That looks fake. I used to I used to steal Yahoo email addresses when I was a teenager and we would create stuff like that. We would create user IDs. Um, and you know, like we would steal the ones we'd want. So if someone, you know, was 420 underscore stoner underscore slipknot, we'd find a way to steal it because, Hey, it had underscores and it was relevant to what we're talking about. <laughs> PPP underscore help at B of A.com. I have never seen an email address from bank of America. That's like, so just generic, like you need help contact help at bank of It doesn't exist. They, they don't do email like that. They don't do just this batch emails. And if Bank of America is helping 250,000 people, are 250,000 people going to respond to that mailbox? And is it one person's job to go to that mailbox? Hey, I got 249,526 new messages. Um, I, I need to go talk to my manager. I need about 10 minutes to get through this. It doesn't work that way. There's no way that that's possible that that email just does anything except it's just there and people are just trying to cross-match it with like the rich people and forwarding those to the, the people to get help. PPP underscore help at bankofamerica.com or bofa.com will not help you. I cannot believe they said that to a news organization. And I told the guy, his name is Marco Villarreal. He's the investigative reporter in Tampa. I told him via tweet, I was like, they're lying to you. I've never seen that email address at all until today. At all until today. And I I follow everything Bank of America. I've never seen it. A Bank of America spokesperson confirmed that this is the best way to contact someone. Well, I guess so, as opposed to nothing, right? <laughs> and they affirmed that teams of customer service representatives are emailing back. Mm-hmm. And calling customers to resolve issues. Yep, sure. Saying the process was made digital to protect clients and customers from exposing themselves to the coronavirus. Oh yeah, we made it so goddamn hard to submit an application because we didn't want you to get sick. Oh no, you know, yeah, I understand it's complicated, but coronavirus, we didn't want you to get sick. So, you know, we made it all digital. No one's responded to you? Well, you know, with the coronavirus, stop using that as an excuse. 
I've always said Bank of America would find an excuse to go all digital, and guess what? There's a big, gigantic one that's killed 75,000 people, that's infected 1.3 million people in this country. And they're using that, saying, oh, we wanted to protect... There's that baby talk again. We wanted to protect you, so what we did instead is we made a digital platform. Yes, we did. We will, we did. Give me a break, Bank of America. This is ridiculous. Bank of America says that 5,600 of their loan applications submitted to the SBA have been approved in Tampa Bay. It's a lot. I mean, if that's true, 504 million in loan volume, 98% of which are going to businesses with less than 100 employees. But in reality, honestly, how many businesses are there with more than 100 employees? It's a small sliver. So whenever they're saying that all of these are going to small businesses, that's Bank of America's definition of small business. I said it in a recent podcast. You know, Bank of America's definition of a small business is totally different than yours. Bank of America considers a small business anything that's smaller than them. So if you have, you know, Kmart, which is still around, that probably has like 20,000 employees. That's a small business to Bank of America in their eyes. I swear to you. Despite eight on your side, it's always weird when you see a news organization saying despite, like they failed at something. Uh, eight on your side telling a B of A spokesperson how frustrated clients are uh, being only to send emails. They say there's no better way. Um, 204,000 employees. A 1-800 number, multiple 1-800 numbers. Uh, BAV help at Twitter is supposedly good. Yeah, no help. No help at all. If I cannot get mine through in four weeks, I'm sure there's millions of small businesses out there, damn right, that are unable to speak with customer service or resolve any errors, said Monroe. Um, un, you know, it's unbelievable. So you see a, a news organization saying, despite us asking, Bank of America said there's no other way. That's horrible whenever they tell a news organization that, saying there's no other way. Well, guess what? I found a way for four people. I found a way to get four people their PPP loan. There's no other way? Um, You're freaking wrong. How about that? I got these people through. I pushed. I Even talking to people on Twitter sometimes scares them. Sometimes scares them into into helping because they see James and Notorious Banker around. They see my 41,000 tweets, 3 million impressions. They see me nonstop. I look at tweets in bed when I wake up. I look at tweets when I go to bed. I mean, I'm literally, I would be 24-7 if I could find some sort of awesome way to stay up without doing drugs. But I have to go to sleep and I don't want to do drugs. So um, 18, 19 hours a day is what you get from me. And I'm going to work my ass off to get more people. Uh, PPP loans probably running out of money and probably going away really soon. But you know what? I don't care. Until they say there's no more money and there's no more stimulus, I'm going to work hard for these small business customers because they deserve it. Uh, let me let me read that again. Bank of America spokesperson, they don't even give a name. That's how that's how gutless and, and ballless they are. Um, put a name to Bank of America on that. A Bank of America spokesperson, what's their name? Says there's no better way. Yes, there is. I got I got four people. Four people know there's a better way, and it's thanks to yours truly, my friend. James Notorious Banker is now James Notoriously getting PPP loans for people. And guys, thank you so much for your trust. Thank you so much for your um, support. And the one thing that I, you know, I always talk about, patreon.com slash Notorious Banker. I had one of those um, business owners uh, contribute monthly to Patreon. I've had three other business owners contribute monetarily uh, via other sources, PayPal and Venmo. They are donating. They're tipping me for a job well done. And guys, I got to tell you, um, I'm going to upgrade this $9 microphone. I'm going to upgrade my computer really soon because I'm doing a lot more video content. 
Um, the Notorious Banker Project is real, and it I I solidified my spot in the importance rankings here by saving small business. You know, these people they didn't ask for me. I found them and I talked to them and they trusted me, and I got them their money. I got them their money and I I gave them hope. You know, it used to be so cool to see a small business owner in my office and they just had the world you know by by the palm of their hands smiling talking about it's been my dream to open up this food truck or it's been my dream to do a used bookstore and just talking to them about that used bookstore person's like hey what's your favorite genre of books what's the rarest book you have do you realize that's what made work enjoyable which made me didn't you know it didn't make me want to binge drink (laughs) the way that i did was asking people that it's like oh well what's the most valuable book do you have any first editions I love that. I'm not even a book nerd, and I love stuff like that. The food truck person, well, what's the one favorite thing you make? My friend David runs a food truck called On the Road LLC here in Las Cruces. Opened an account for him, and I got him a house too, by the way. Um, he makes carne asada french fries. God, they look so good. And I just, I was working out outside, and I saw his food truck pass as he was going home. And he's still at it two years after we opened that business account. And guys, i got to tell you, it feels damn good. Even though my ass has been fired from Bank of America for two years, I drive by on the road LLC, the food truck, and I go, man, I had a part of that. And that felt so amazing. And now I'm doing it with James and Notorious Banker. So Bank of America, better watch out, okay? If this is going to be the hill that I'm going to die on, then it's going to be the hill that I die on because I am going to work hard to save as many small businesses and get them their money that they deserve. It's the SBA's money. It's not your money. You're not going to play God with these people. I will I will expose the people who don't help. And next segment, you've got to stay for that because that's going to be fun. And I am going to congratulate the bank managers and presidents that did help in my book or even in my podcast. I will. That's what an honest person I am. So those of you who help uh, my followers, thank you. Those who don't, watch out for James and Notorious Banker. That's all i got to say. We're going to take it a little bit more lighthearted on the next segment. I got a little mad, and we're like 30-some minutes in here. Oh, my God, we're 37 minutes in. Um, But after this brief promotional consideration, I saw the longest freaking email I have ever seen in my life from a Bank of America associate on Saturday. And it was from a follower of mine who emailed in response to getting a fee waived, $14. $14 can buy you a large pizza, a large stuffed crust pizza with pepperoni on it. Not a lot of money. He asked for a $14 fee refund because the pandemic, because he can't operate his business, so he's not making money. What this bank manager wrote freaked me out. I It was bizarre, it was weird, and it was honestly the most Bank of America-y thing I have ever seen in my life. I'm going to read it to you verbatim, and it's going to be a long one. But it's going to be fun at the end of it, trust me. Because, um, yeah, I, I please stick around. You, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Please stick around. All right, and I'm back. So we had an interesting morning last Saturday. It was an interesting day all around. Um, my father-in-law came to spend the night. That was the first time we had seen any family in almost two months because of the global pandemic. 
And uh, my father-in-law and I get along great. He's a good man. He's a hardworking man. One of the hardest working men I have ever met in my personal life, you know. And I got to give it up to him, you know. The dude looks amazing for being in his mid-50s. And he works his ass off. And he, you know, he earns a lot of money and he saves it. Yeah, he spends a little of it. But he lives frugally and he... um what can I say? He raised my wife to be an amazing person, and he raised two other kids who are amazing people, too. And I'm just so thankful to know people like that. But it was good to see him. It was good to see family after all that's been going on. And I know we're going to slowly ease into that in the coming um, weeks here. I miss my nieces and nephews so much, and I hope to see them really, really soon. But it was nice to to have that moment where you have a couple of beers we had a couple of humongous steaks i mean he when he brings steaks he brings like flintstone steaks like five pound steaks it was filling to say the least went for a cruise in the mountains i tweeted a picture of you know me with in front of glorious mountains and um like i say i had a blast saturday did not start that way though guys oh my goodness um I saw what was the most ridiculous email a Bank of America manager has ever sent anyone, including myself, um, that I've ever seen in all of my years of being associated with Bank of America. And I've gone through some crap. I almost lost a home because of Bank of America. I got fired. I've gotten in trouble for things that weren't my fault. I have seen stupid emails before. But there's a gentleman by the name of Ken... And he is the president of Bank of America in New Hampshire. A state that I don't really mess with a lot because there's not a lot of people in New Hampshire. What can I say? It's, you know, it's in the northeast. Tiny state. Maybe a handful of branches. Not a lot of traffic, you know. They're they're basically only there because of the proximity to, you know, Massachusetts where Fleet Bank was. And, of course, where CEO Brian Moynihan is, um, where he resides anyway. But yes, Mr. Kenneth R. Sheldon, the New Hampshire market president of Bank of America, sent a really, really interesting email to a gentleman by the name of Seth. And thank you so much. Shout out to Seth for sending me the email. Um, He was frustrated. Okay, he's out of work just like a lot of people are. 33 million people nationwide. And what happens whenever you're out of work? You don't get direct deposits. You don't have money in your account. You start to lose money in your account. And then with banks, what does that trigger? It triggers monthly maintenance fees, okay? So um, I didn't really ask Seth what account that he had. But I'm assuming it's the Business Fundamentals account with Bank of America, which it's a $14 a month fee if you don't um, carry a balance. I believe it's $2,500 now. Or if you spend... $250 $250 with your debit card. So if you buy stuff for your business and you use a debit card, $250 a month waives the fees usually. Well, if you're not operating as a business and you're not buying stuff, so you're not going to do that. And if you're spending your money because you're running out of money, which I don't know if Seth is or not, but he obviously got a fee, um, you know, notwithstanding, uh, uh, you know, the fee is going to hit and, and Bank of America is punishing you despite the fact that they said in no uncertain terms, and we'll get to that in just a second, that they would address any potential fees or anything that happens with Bank of America customers, you know, in the short term, at least with this coronavirus thing. So Seth, um, you know, he, I reached out to him, he reached out back to me, and then I said, hey, I got, I got this New Hampshire guy's email address. I have, you know, I have this contact if you like it. 
and just be honest, say, hey, you know, I'm a business owner and I got charged a fee. Can I get $14 back? Now, here's the thing. Bank of America said this in press releases, and I'll link to it in the show notes. They said in the press release, we're going to address fees. We're going to, you know, just talk to us, communicate with us, and we'll and we'll discuss it as, as you know, as needed. Well, apparently Kenneth Sheldon couldn't be bothered um, to, to refund $14, 14 measly dollars. And I wouldn't have whooped it up on, on Twitter at Bank Better Guy. You know, I'll, you know, if Seth would have got his money back, he would say, hey, thanks, James. And I will say, hey, thank you so much for your trust. I appreciate it. $14 is, is going to be dinner. You know, like I said before the break, it's a stuffed crust pizza with pepperoni. It's not a lot of money. I I don't have a job. <laughs> I do this as a job. And 14 bucks is like, eh, it's not that much. Well, apparently to Mr. Kenneth R. Sheldon, he was too good to even address the fact of one freaking monthly maintenance fee for, for Seth. And, you know, I keep on saying Bank of America made $28 billion in profit. Yes, they're, you know, $250 market cap. You know, $250 billion market cap. That's how rich they are. Exxon, Mobile, Amazon, you know, uh, all these places make so much money and have so much money. And Bank of America is pretty much in the top tier when it comes to that. 14 bucks won't make or break a company. 14 bucks can get you fired at Bank America. I know this because I got fired for $4.95. And I've been over that story a million times. I saw Seth's message before he sent it out. And yeah, it was a little long. It was a little bit, you know, just basically just discussing his frustration. Discussing what we're all talking about this time. Coronavirus and money and the lack thereof and... You know, brother, can you spare a dime? Can you help me out? Um, this fee is a little pricey right now, and I want to continue to operate my business. Do you think you could help me out for $14? What Seth would have done with the $14? I have no clue. It doesn't matter, though. It's 14 bucks, and if it's his 14 bucks, he can do whatever the hell he wants with it. So Seth sent this message. 8.29 a.m. 8.29 a.m. An hour later. He gets the most ridiculous message from Kenneth R. Sheldon. And, and the fact that he sent this out of his corporate account. Um, my God, man. How, how are they not tracking him for wasting time on email? I used to get in trouble for that. I'm going to try to read this thing uh, as quickly as I can here. Because I don't want to take up too much of your time. Because I went on a PPP rant the first part of this podcast. But I got to read it verbatim because I want you to hear how long it is. <clears throat> and I'm going to use my Bank of America professional, like, hey, this is not my real voice voice, okay? You know, the one that don't say, hello there, my name is James Baca. Welcome to Bank of America. I mean, that's that's my fake voice. Um, I'm going to read it. And um, I forget how many characters it was. All I remember is it took 15 tweets to fit this son of a bitch onto Twitter when I saw it. Because I asked Seth, I was like, can I tweet this out? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. All right. Here goes the letter from Mr. Kenneth R. Sheldon, New Hampshire Market President of Bank of America. Good morning, Seth. Thanks for reaching out and sorry to hear how much this coronavirus has impacted your business and life. As you may have seen, Bank of America has done a lot of things that have benefited our customers, employees, and communities during this pandemic. I've listed some of them below. (laughs) I had to laugh, I'm sorry. These have come at a tremendous cost to the bank, but we see it as an important role for us. However, 
people and companies have been impacted in different ways. Some, in fact, like grocery chains, Netflix, Amazon, gardening supplies, bicycles, Peloton, beer and wine wholesalers, technology companies, in parentheses, especially serving the work-from-home market, baking supplies and crafts, comma, etc., have actually done better during this time. Since our revenue model that allows us to stay in business and do all these positive things relies on interest and fee income to broadly waive fees to even those that don't need the help in this time would be impractical and disable our ability to help those in true need. It goes on. We continue to address the needs of our clients, including individuals, families, and small businesses, parentheses, companies with 5 million in revenue and below, that's small business, uh, through our enhanced client assistance program. Key elements include consumer and small business deposit accounts. Clients can request refunds, including overdraft fees, non-sufficient funds fees, early withdrawal penalties for certificates of deposits, and monthly maintenance fees. I'm going to interrupt myself. He says that they're addressing the needs by waiving monthly maintenance fees, the same thing that Seth asked for. All right, back to my banker voice. Consumer and small business credit cards. Clients can request to defer payments and refunds on late fees. Small business loans. Clients can request to defer payments, refunds on late fees. Auto loans. Clients can request to defer payments with payments added to the end of the loan. Mortgages and home equity. Clients can request to defer payments with payments added to the end of the loan term for Bank of America-owned loans. Loans owned or guaranteed by other entities, including Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or FHA, offer consumer relief set by those agencies. In all of these instances, there will be no negative credit bureau reporting for up-to-date clients. We have also paused foreclosure sales, evictions, and repossessions. To request mortgage and credit card payment deferrals online, please visit our client assistant page. And there's a link, which obviously means you copied that part of it. And then here's the rest of the message. In addition, we've increased our grants to nonprofits across the country by $100 million, specifically to address COVID-related needs in our communities. The bank has donated another $250 million to local community-developed loan funds. We've processed almost 400,000 Paycheck Protection Program loans. 400,000. All in going to PPP help at VFA.com, right? Through the SBA as part of the CARES Act. In New Hampshire, as of early Wednesday, we have successfully processed almost 1,000 PPP applications for $127 million for small businesses, 98% of which had under 100 employees. Unfortunately, the questions and confusions around this program have tied up significant resources in our call centers and branches and has led to longer wait times on the phones. With PPP funds about to run out, we expect this call traffic to slow down and free up lines for the service issues you suggest. At the same time, we have kept our branches open to serve our clients while doing everything we can to keep our financial center employees safe. Parentheses, masks, gloves, plexiglass, wipes, disinfectant, paid lunch, extra comp. Our advanced online and mobile banking platform, which we have invested hundreds of millions of dollars in over the past 10 years, has allowed our customers to bank where it is convenient and safe for them. Bank of America has processed millions of economic relief checks. In summary, I'm very proud of the links to which Bank of America has gone to offset some of the damage of this virus. I'm sorry that you have been negatively impacted, 
but we are not in a position to automatically waive fees across the board. We sincerely hope that conditions will improve in our economy, your business, and our business. We will start get we will start to get back to some level of normalcy soon. Messed it up in the end. Respectfully, Ken. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so six hundred and forty-seven words. I've written four, you know, four books going on a fifth. 647 words whenever I format my books. It's about four pages. He wrote a four-page reply. A four-page reply to a $14 request for a fee refund from Seth. Four pages to basically say, piss off, Seth. Leave me alone. We do enough for you guys already. If that's not the most pompous ass thing I have ever seen a Bank of America associate write or say. And the fact that he sent it in a freaking email for God's sakes. I've heard Bank of America associates say some awful crap, but it wasn't documented. It's not like people had like tape recorders or whatever. I have never seen an email just so just out of touch with with reality, with the world. I mean, my God. How the hell can these people sleep at night? Knowing the fact that within an hour of Seth sending that email, he sends this long, bloated, convoluted piece of crap email. You know, 647 words, thousands of characters. It took me 15 tweets to copy and paste this on Twitter. So basically, I'm just going to run it down really quick here. It says, hey, good morning, Seth. Thanks for reaching out and sorry coronavirus has impacted you. And then, you know, and then he basically says, hey, you know, Bank of America has done a lot of things that have benefited our customers, employees, and communities. So he's already saying that, hey, you know, Bank of America does so much for everyone. I've listed some of them below. <laughs> I don't know who taught this dude to write. It's just funny. Um, you know, it's come at a tremendous cost to the bank, but we see it as an important role for us. So basically, he's saying, oh, man, the bank is hurting, but, you know, we care about our customers and we got to do this for our customers. They turned a multi-billion dollar profit in quarter one, despite the fact that the coronavirus happened. And this is, okay, the first part, first paragraph's crazy, and this is how just ballsy he is. It's insane. So he said, he basically says, you know, it's an important role for us to help people at a tremendous cost to the bank. However, other companies have been impacted in different ways. Different means better. And then he lists the following. Grocery chains. Well, we've all seen the toilet paper lines, right? Netflix. I, I don't know if Netflix has more subscribers or what, but yeah, I've been watching more Netflix. Amazon. Yep, okay. Gardening supplies. I have seen Lowe's and Home Depot kind of just nonstop, insanely busy in my neck of the woods. Bicycles and Peloton. <laughs> I like how Peloton has its own just comma. It's just like it's its own thing saying, well, Peloton's kind of a bike, right? Well, regular bicycles and Peloton bicycles have vastly improved business. Beer and wine wholesalers. So, yeah, people are getting shit-faced because of coronavirus. So, hey, win-win. Some of those businesses are doing good. And technology companies, especially serving the work-from-home market, meaning webcams, meaning... You know, telephones, you know, office chairs and stuff like that. He's basically saying you're stuck at home and that's a positive because so many companies are thriving even though your ass is at home and someone has to, you know, do their job, you know, telecommuting from home. Baking supplies and crafts. 
I, I haven't seen the baking supplies, you know, numbers in many, many years. I, have, I don't think I've ever seen baking supplies numbers. I don't know where he gets these things from. The Peloton thing just blows my mind. He must have, like, a like an investment stake in Peloton. I would have never thought to include Peloton as a success story whenever we're reaching out to poor old Seth here, okay? Peloton has nothing to do with Seth. I don't know, you know, what Seth does, per se. I guarantee you he's not a Peloton... Um, you know, repair person or anything. I, I, I know Pelotons cost a shit ton of money, and I know Pelotons have that big, gigantic screen where you bike with other people across the country. I personally think it's a big, gigantic ripoff, but that's just my opinion. But literally, this Kenneth guy says that, hey, um, yeah, Peloton's thriving, so you know what? It's not all bad, this coronavirus. And the fact that he kind of compares Seth to Amazon and Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, who has $140 billion, who's made $20 billion in the last month because of this global pandemic, saying, hey, look, it's, it's done well for Bezos, so what the hell, Seth, 14 bucks? Come on, you're killing me here. <laughs> Give me a break. I can't believe that this is insane. And then the next paragraph after he lists Peloton and all that bullcrap, since our revenue model that allows us to stay in business and do all these positive, positive things relies on interest and fee income to broadly waive fees to even those that don't need the help in this time would be impractical, impractical and disable our ability to help those in true need. Translation, Seth, you're not important. Translation, um, yeah, your $14 fee, yes, it's going to someone needy, okay? You want to fight us about it? It's not true. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah, $14 goes into the overall revenue pile that Bank of America has, but it doesn't work that way. It's like a very simplistic way of saying how Bank of America does business. So he's basically putting the blame on Seth, saying, hey, you know, if we refunded you, we couldn't be charitable. And, you know, you should be more like Amazon and Netflix and Peloton. They got their shit figured out, so why can't you get it figured out, Seth? Man, I, it's, I, I can't. And then, lazily, I might add, I'll send an image in the show notes. He copies and pastes the thing, the press release that Bank of America posted two months ago saying, hey, we're going to refund fees if you can contact us. It literally says um, they can request refunds, including monthly maintenance fees. Now, it means request. It doesn't mean get, I guess. So I guess Seth can request all he wants. It doesn't mean that Kenneth Sheldon is going to give him a refund request. But he literally copies and pastes the thing that gave people hope that says, hey, you know what? If you're in trouble, we're going to help um, you know, refund these fees. Well, what the hell? Seth's in trouble. He said he was in trouble. I don't get why he copied and pasted that. It literally says in the freaking email, clients can request fees to be refunded. Well, he did, <laughs> and, he, and he basically gave him a lecture about how business works, like he's a five-year-old. I, I just can't believe that he copied and pasted that. And then he goes on to, yeah, we gave $100 million to nonprofits, and then we donated $250 million to community development loans. And then he talks about PPP, which I just did a whole segment about how PPP totally screwed over so many people, and he says we processed almost 400000 let me let me rephrase that. We have processed. I didn't hear approved. He said we processed four hundred thousand loans. If you got four hundred thousand loans approved, say hey, no, we approved four hundred thousand loans. We've processed. So he's basically saying we're busy. Leave us alone is what he's saying. He's not saying that he's part of the community. No, he's just a, a data entry type person. He's just inputting four hundred thousand loans as a company. They didn't approve them. 
So he's kind of misleading you there. And then he talked about that, you know, there's been $127 million of small business in New Hampshire. And he talks about how it's all for small businesses like Seth, by the way. Hello. And then um, then he kind of gives a lame-ass excuse basically saying, well, you know, people talking about this PPP program has really screwed up our phone banks and it's led to longer wait times on the phone. And then it literally says, when PPP funds are about to run out, we expect call traffic to slow down and free up lines. So he's saying, yeah, you know, in a couple of weeks, um, government's not going to have any more money and people are going to get screwed up. Yeah, give us a call. We'll talk about it then. And then he talks about that we've protected our clients by giving our employees plexiglass, by giving our employees disinfectant, by giving our employees a paid lunch. Somehow that benefits you that a Bank of America employee got a freaking paid lunch. I don't understand the logic. I There were times when I was a banker that I didn't take lunch. That said, James, can you skip lunch? We have a business account coming in. Yeah, sure. And then I'd go home at 4 o'clock so freaking hungry. And I'd overeat. And then my wife would come. And then we would make dinner. And I'd overeat. And then I'd go to the gym. And then I'd work out and get a sweat on. I'd come home and I'd overeat and I'd go to sleep. Bank of America messed up my diet. Bank of America made me 300 pounds. So the fact he says, hey, you know, we're, we're helping our employees. We're keeping them safe by paying for their lunches. Because um, somehow germs don't, you know affect them whenever we pay for their lunches it's the most freaking stupid thing i've ever heard yeah good for you for giving your employees masks and gloves it's kind of mandatory in a lot of states right now you know whatever then he talks about the online and mobile banking platform which is what all these president assholes do and says hey you know what we have this amazing online system you really should take advantage of it you know we've allowed customers to do things whenever it's convenient and safe and we also process economic relief checks what the hell does that mean processed they're literally like a baseball catcher. Say, hey, put it here, government. Give us that $1,200. They didn't do anything. That you're, you know, That's your bank, and your bank catches your deposit. They didn't physically like, you know, walk over $1,200 into some account, to some safe deposit box where they hold your money. It doesn't work that way. So I don't know why he's so hung up on, hey, we process millions of economic relief checks. How is that helping? You're, you're helping by just simply being there. Your attendance was the help that you did. Whatever. Last paragraph, in summary, I'm very proud of the links Bank of America has gone. People who use in summary are pretentious assholes. I'm just going to say it. In summary, you know, you know, perish the thought that I use in summary in a sentence. I mean, give me a break. People like this are overeducated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look him up before, before we go here because I'm curious. You know, I'm proud of how Bank of America has done some of these things to kind of offset the damage of this virus. Basically saying Bank of America is trying to win the battle against coronavirus single-handedly. And then and then that fake compassion. I'm sorry you've been negatively impacted, but, you know, we're not in a position to waive fees. We're not in a position to waive fees. It's um, fee refund, one click, all fees, click on that. Hit submit, that's three clicks. Shows a list of fees that this dude has got charged. Click on the last one, that's four, and hit OK. It'll give you an approval. You click OK to get it approved. Five clicks. You're in a pretty easy position to refund um, Seth. Five clicks, none of the bullshit, none of the 600 words. And you could have made a business owner in New Hampshire happy. You could have made a business owner in New Hampshire believe that the bank that he has um, chosen actually cares about him. 
telling him that Peloton is <laughs> is thriving, telling him that the baking supply industry is seeing amazing growth. Doesn't help Seth unless he's a freaking baker. I don't get this. I don't get this email. I don't get why he sent this email. You know, that whole no news is good news thing that people say, you know, no reply would probably be a better reply than this crap. Because you know what? You could just hate Kenneth Sheldon for just ignoring your email. Now you hate Kenneth Sheldon for basically saying that Bank of America is working their ass off to give other people stuff. Except to you, Seth. Seth, thank you so much for your trust with this email. I had to do a podcast about it. Because it, it's literally the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. These managers send 100 emails a day, guys. They send 100 emails a day, maybe more. That's all they are. They, I call I call them video game bankers. They never actually like meet real people. They're just in front of a computer screen and, and screwing with people's lives with every email and every decision that they make on that computer. They're not they're, they're not in touch with reality. You know what I mean? If I came up to to this Mr. Sheldon and you know six two two ninety you know kind of muscular muscles bulging out of my suit the way that it did, and I went up to say, Mr. Sheldon, I think what you did was wrong to Seth. Oh, I'm sure he'd be afraid of me. <laughs> I'm sure he would be afraid of me. So he'd be afraid of confrontation, but oh, he's a warrior on his email whenever he's talking about, hey, gardening supplies, they're booming right now, so I don't know what your problem is. Seth, um, I, again, I thank you so much for sharing this email because, wow, I, I've, I've rarely had my mind blown the way that I did with this email, and... Um, I'm going to keep it forever, and I may talk to you about letting me um, put it in the book because it needs to be in there. And the fact that it's a four-page letter that he wrote, um, it's going to cost me 4.8 cents to print that on in a book um, because it costs about 1.2 cents a page to, to print your words on there and to bind it into a book and stuff, the way that I do it anyway. So about 4.8 cents to do this, I'll gladly pay the freaking nickel to show people what assholes people are. And Mr. Kenneth Sheldon, New Hampshire Market President, wow. You are you are the king for a day, man. I didn't think Brian Moynihan and his cast of Merry Men could do any worse, but uh, you have been number one in my heart and my brain all week. So um, um screw you, and um, I really hope that your Peloton works for you. That's all I got to say because, I mean, I know that they're booming, and I want you to continue to support that business because, um, you know, through the coronavirus, they've actually shown that, hey, yes, we can succeed at this. And maybe you'll buy another one. Or maybe you just have stock holdings in them and you're just kind of, kind of propping them up. Because I've never seen anything about Peloton in the news. At least during the coronavirus. Except for the fact that some employee at Peloton had coronavirus. Ridiculous, guys. Ridiculous. My God, how ridiculous was that? Really quick before I go here, I went to Kenneth Sheldon's LinkedIn. Older guy, probably... I would say early 60s, although banks age you pretty good, especially when you work for Bank of America. He's been the state president of Merrill Lynch Bank of America for 30 years, four months. 30 years, four months in the same job. Dude must be on autopilot or something. Because you know what? Whenever you were at a job for 30 years at Bank of America, it gets kind of redundant. And one guy threw a bone at you and you treated him like crap. Got a Bachelor of Science, BS in Finance, in General Finance, at Babson College. I don't know where that's at. And then he got an MBA, my wife has one too, in Accounting and Finance at Bentley University, graduating in 1988. 
So, um, assuming that he's 25 when he got that, that puts him at, what, 50, 57? So he's in his late 50s or so. Um, yeah, you've had many, many years. And, and honestly, the fact that he went to state president of Bank of America Merrill Lynch 1990, two years after getting his MBA, tells you one thing. He didn't pay his dues. He was not a teller. He was not a sales and service specialist. He was not a CSR, customer service phone representative, where he had to deal with every single person, rich and poor, problems or no problems, new accounts or closing accounts. He never dealt with that. He got his MBA in 1988, and he went straight to the top. State President Maryland, where he probably only met the most important clients. And I don't know who's in New Hampshire. I imagine a lot of rich people are. But he's the only one that goes, hi there, Ken Sheldon, state president of uh, New Hampshire for Bank of America Merrill Lynch. We want to welcome you and we thank you so much for your significant deposit um, with our bank today. It really means a lot and we really appreciate your business as a valued customer. That's the, that's the spiel, the scripting of a person who basically um, made Seth feel like crap and made me feel like crap and made me angry. The person who will glad hand a rich person but uh, $14 is, is, is far too much to refund. Charity is, is sometimes just caring. And he gave Seth a lecture about Bank of America does care, so I'm not helping you. No, he said all the things Bank of America did. Um, Ken didn't give that $100 million out. He had no, he had no decision making in that. So I take credit for that, Ken. You're going to my book. <laughs> I have to put this in my book because, yeah, um, email, phone number, I'm, I'm doing it. I have to because it's ridiculous. And the only way that we win the fight is if we call these people out. You can say, oh, Bank of America bail out money, blah, blah, blah. Bank of America did this and that. We all know the stories, guys. The general public knows the stories. So whenever you say, oh, Bank of America's going to get bailed out by the government again, yeah, they'll probably ask for it again, and they'll probably get it. So is that a reason to hate them, or is a better reason to hate them what they told you? Don't think of the country in the broad sense. Think of yourself and your problems, and see that Bank of America does it to you individually as well. And Mr. Ken Sheldon did it to one person on one Saturday morning, when all he could have done, all, all he had to do was click, 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 five clicks, refund $14 fee. He could put a one-year waiver on there, click, 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 uh, but oh, he needs his $14, right? He needs $168 to contribute to the um, PPP loans that Bank of America customers aren't getting, um, to contribute to the $100 million in charitable donations that Bank of America was going to do anyway, regardless of Seth's fee. It's ridiculous, guys. And I spent a long time on this podcast telling you about two polar opposite crazy stories. And I'm really glad that I did. Although um, doing my podcast in this office is really sweaty now. So I'm going to try to limit these podcasts to 30 to 45 minutes in the coming days and weeks. But I wanted to be honest and blunt with you. And I think we did a really damn good podcast today. Uh, our 2,315 followers at Bank Better Guy really do appreciate it. So whether it's um, a person citing Peloton... Or the richest man in the world as the reason why he shouldn't give you $14. Whether he's telling you every which way Bank of America helps, including the way you're asking for help, as a reason to decline you. Whether it's a person who is so out of touch with dealing with customers, because he never paid his dues, that he basically talks to someone like he's a nothing. 
whether it's a bank who gives you a phony email address to check on your PPP loan, whether it's a bank who is consistently fibbing about application status for said PPP loans and lowballing offers for people to not accept it because they don't want to do the work, whether it's a bank not helping its own customers to where the notorious banker has to come in and get three PPP loans uh, through the process just on sheer will and determination alone with a fourth on the way, knock on wood, I really hope that happens. Guys, those are a lot of the reasons why your bank sucks. My name is James the Notorious Banker, and I'm tired right now. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash notorious banker. Donate a dollar, two, five, ten, fifteen, thirty-five, fifty, a hundred, I don't care. Support this podcast, support this project, support the work that I do. I have pulled PPP loans out of obscurity into funding. I have helped people get fees back. I helped Taylor get $1,200 back with Zell from Vegas last week. I helped so many people do things. I helped Circus Harmony in St. Louis recover $6,500. I had uh, my friend Brian get $4,400 back from Bank of America after fraud happened to him. Sarah, nearly $5,000 back after fraud happened to her across the country while she was at work. Anthony, a year ago next week, $2,500 after Zell was um, used to steal money from him when he didn't even know what the hell Zell was. I am doing these things, guys. The Notorious Banker is close to a million dollars in rescued money and help in supporting Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and other banks' customers through vigilante customer service. If you don't believe in James the Notorious Banker, well, then there's something seriously wrong because... I do it for the people, I do it for the bank customer, and I do it because I love banking. I love how awesome it is to help someone when they need help. And big banks aren't doing that? Well, I will. Donate to patreon.com slash notoriousbanker today. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Click on all the podcasts. Give me two cents just by clicking on the podcast. Leave a five-star review so other people can find it. Book coming very soon. Podcast coming in a few more days. Guys, I am so thankful for all of your support. Thank you so much for the monetary donations. Um, as I mentioned, Lisa, Mel, um, it's it's amazing stuff um, to, to gain someone's trust. And I'm going to work hard and harder to help the next batch of people because they deserve it too. And uh, your monetary donations and support are going to keep me going on and on. I do not need a lot of money to live, guys. I am a very cheap date. So as long as I can pay the bills, I'm going to continue to kick ass on behalf of big bank customers who get screwed over. Until we meet again, possibly Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, my name is James the Notorious Banker, and I just told you why your bank sucks. Talk to you again soon, my friends. Be safe. Have a good weekend. Goodbye.